Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the I Can't Sleep Podcast with Benjamin Boster. If you're tired of sleepless nights, you'll love the I Can't Sleep Podcast. I help quiet your mind by reading random articles from across the web to bore you to sleep with my soothing voice. Each episode provides enough interesting content to hold your attention and then your mind lets you drift off. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. That's I Can't Sleep with Benjamin Boster. Scary Mysteries Twisted Twos, Robert Picton and Finland UFOs. Tales of hauntings, murder, and scary mysteries. Every week, Twisted Twos dives into a pair of uniquely terrifying true stories that are worthy of a more in-depth look. For this week, we focus on one of Canada's most frightening residents and some very strange lights in the skies above Finland. Get ready for Scary Mysteries Twisted Twos. Number 1. Robert Picton Born in 1949, little is known about what Robert Picton did prior to his life as a pig farmer and eventual serial killer. All we know is that his family owned and ran a pig farm in Port Coquitlam, British Columbia that spanned three generations. Robert and his siblings, David and Linda, ran the farm. One of the workers, Bill Hiscox, noted the farm itself was a creepy-looking place. There were only a few pigs around and it was constantly patrolled by a large 600-pound boar that chased and bit intruders. As for Picton, he was described as difficult to have a conversation with and often exhibited bizarre behavior. 
Unable to handle the farm's upkeep, the siblings decided to sell portions of the farm in 1994-95, earning themselves $5.16 million in proceeds. By 1996, the brothers officially stopped farming altogether and registered the location as a non-profit charity that they called Piggy Palace Good Time Society. They then converted an old slaughterhouse and organized raves and parties with plenty of dancing, sex workers, and guests. It was said the members of Hell's Angels would frequent these gatherings and at its height, as many as 2,000 people would attend. Then in 1997, Robert was accused of attempted murder. Known prostitute Wendy Estider told police that he had handcuffed her and then tried to stab her. She managed to fight the weapon away from his hand and stabbed him in return before escaping. He was eventually arrested but released on a $2,000 bond. The charge was later dismissed by court, but farm worker Bill Hiscock soon began to witness more strange things. Over the next three years, he noticed that many of the women who visited the farm would end up missing, and he reported this to the police. By this time, the Piggy Palace Good Time Society was disbanded because of a failure in providing financial statements. They were also prohibited from holding any more parties. In 1999, Canadian police actually received an anonymous tip that Robert kept human flesh in his freezer on the property. But, despite having a search warrant issued, no search was ever carried out. But Picton was arrested in 2002 for a firearms violation and it was then that a search was conducted and police found items belonging to the many missing women. Most of these items were linked to missing women, usually from Vancouver's downtown east side, which is also dubbed as Low Track. The location is known to be the country's poorest neighborhood and a hotbed for prostitution and drug trafficking. It's believed Picton would pick up these women and bring them to his farm. Once there, he would handcuff, rape, and proceed to either strangle or stab them to death. Most of the women were butchered and their remains buried or placed through a wood chipper then fed to the pigs. Other times they were believed to have been ground up and mixed with animal meat then possibly sold off, although this hasn't been proven. As the search continued, more victims' remains were also found. These included a human skull, butchered hands and feet, DNA from 33 women, bloody clothing, and a 22 revolver with victims' DNA on it. He was then arrested and during an interview with an undercover agent posing as a cellmate, Picton told him he wanted to kill one more person to make it an even 50 victims. Robert pled not guilty to 27 first degree murder charges. One of these was rejected for lack of evidence, so the final charge ended up being at 26. Because there were so many, they were separated into groups to make it easier for the jury to process the case. Out of the 26 cases, the six strongest ones were processed first. A jury found Picton guilty of all six charges in December of 2007, and he was sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 25 years, which is the maximum punishment a person can receive under Canadian law. By August 2010, the other 20 charges were dismissed, so he can never be charged for those. Number 2. Finnish UFO Sightings Recently, the Finnish government made strides with the UFO community after the Air Force published a collection of military UFO sightings over Finnish skies. Covering the years between 1933 and 1979, it contained hundreds of official UFO military documents released for researchers. 
Many of the reports are extremely strange, and few easily stand out. For instance, from May to December of 1946, almost 2,000 quote-unquote ghost rockets were seen by Finnish citizens. Skeptics say they were meteors, attributing them to the Perseid meteor shower, except most sightings didn't occur during the meteor shower's peak. They also showed signs of being a non-meteor, like being traceable through radar and having the ability to maneuver itself. Another famous recorded UFO incident in Finland is the Pori Airfield incident of 1969. Lying southwest of Finland, the city of Pori has a wide airfield used by military and civilian aircrafts. On April 12, 1969, about 20 pilots on the ground saw seven bright yellow balls appearing suddenly in the sky. These were also witnessed on radar. One of the pilots in the air at the time conducting training was pilot Tarmo Tukiva. He was ordered to check out what these strange balls were, and as he approached in his jet, they moved up and out of formation. They sped away so fast against the wind he couldn't catch up. Within a minute of disappearing from his sight, the objects were captured on radar at the Vasa airfield some 200 kilometers away, and they were last seen heading for northern Sweden. Although publicly acknowledged by the military, they could not offer an explanation for what these strange balls were. One other incident happened in Sumulsami, situated near the Soviet border, where several people saw a mysterious object hovering above the ground. They described it as a brownish device with a diameter around 80 centimeters. It was generating a light hum, and when one witness came close to the device, he was met with a mild electric shock. Soon afterwards, it moved and three antennas appeared from it. The witness threw his hat towards the device and it flew away, sending the man hurling to the ground because of the whirlwind it generated with its speed. Weeks later, the same device was seen again close to the same spot. It was reported to the government, and during the investigation, they concluded that the device was in fact real. Although they couldn't pinpoint the origin, and were unwilling to admit to it being a UFO, saying it was likely man-made. There are still many more UFO incidents the Finnish government have kept under wraps. As for the years 1980 and onwards, those documents are still being kept sealed, for now. So there were two of the most killer and out-of-this-world stories around. The world can be a crazy place and Twisted 2s is sure to show you why. If you enjoyed this video, then please remember to subscribe to our channel. We have new Scary Mysteries videos coming out every single week that we know you'll enjoy. Thanks for watching. And I'll see you next week.